Welcome to Slow American English, the podcast for learners of American English. I'm your host, Karen Tolliver. This is a plus episode, plus number three. Today, I welcome Susanna. She's an ESL speaker and teacher. She's also one of my more exceptional students because she has a high level of English and she's also a teacher and she teaches English as a second language. So welcome, Susanna. Nice to meet you, Karen. Well, I'm, I'm happy to bring your personality to the listeners. So give us a little information about yourself. Where are you from, for example? I'm from a little town in Germany. It's called Kastrop-Rauxel. It's a town in the Ruhr area, so it's near uh, Dortmund. And I have been living here in Kastrop for my whole life. So are you married? Um, yes, I'm married to um, a doctor. He's an anesthesiologist. And I've got two grown-up sons. One will turn 20 in two days, and the other one is 22. Also studies English, the older one. He's going to become a teacher as well, isn't he? Yes, he's going to become a teacher um, in some years. <laughs> of course. He has some studying to do. So what are some of your hobbies? Of course, uh, reading, listening, speaking English is my passion and it's my hobby. Watching American series and um, reading American literature a lot is one of my greatest hobbies. But I also like walking through nature, experiencing wildlife and um, walking through the woods, walking along the beach and experiencing um, great landscapes and sceneries. That sounds relaxing. Yes. So um, about the American TV series, I think uh, it's Netflix, right, that you watch? Yeah, sometimes it's Netflix or we use um, iTunes to, to watch um, really uh, current episodes, um, really... Um, like, for example, The Blacklist or other, um, other American series. And sometimes we turn to Netflix as well. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So you do this as a family with your sons and... Yes, with my son. So we share the same passion for the American version of the English language. <laughs> Yes, it's very flattering that Susanna prefers the American English, so that's good. Um, so tell us a little bit about your education. After primary school, I went to a secondary school, a grammar school in Germany, um, attended the school for nine years and passed my A-levels in 1989 and left the school. And then I started studying to become a, uh, become a teacher. And uh, was that just after high school? That was right after high school. So first I studied um, uh, the teaching profession for the primary level, um, but couldn't get a job afterwards. So after some years, I decided to um, study English. 
uh, for a secondary level. And finally, I got a job at um, German um, middle school, so to say. Mm -hmm. And that's where you work now, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. So um, you have teaching qualification to do that. And tell us when you first started learning English. So I started learning English in year five, and I can remember well the first English lesson lesson I had when my um, English teacher entered the classroom and started with the, uh, these phrases. We all know, how are you? What is your name? And we had this amazing book. I thought it was amazing with all the characters, Linda and Colin Scott and their dog and their cat. And yeah, so that was a point um, when I fell in love with the English language and yeah, it's still the case up today. Yes, that's that's really amazing. You can remember the first moment. That's great. Yes. So you had English in, in school every year. Yes. After that. And you told me that you had the English portion of the A-levels as well. Right. So I had an intensive course at um, high school and I passed my A-level then. Um, um, in English and it was an intensive course. It shows that you have had a very good education in English. You're very motivated. Yes. So, <laughs> definitely. Uh, so how often do you speak English? I speak English every day, of course, during the English lessons. And I meet um, American people who live around Dortmund here and we go to a nice restaurant and have a nice chat about um, all kinds of topics, politics, relationships, um, hobbies and um, all the things we experience and which I find very helpful for my English to speak to real native speakers helpful to improve my English and really to cover all kinds of topics, which is important. Maybe you have, you feel comfortable uh, with one topic, but when you reach another topic, you find out that you're missing some basic vocabulary in this field of vocabulary. And then, yeah, you have to work on that, like technology or um, areas of politics and uh, government or whatever. Well, you have a fantastic vocabulary. I tell you that all the time. But it's, Thank you very much. It's remarkable. So what do you enjoy most about English? Listening, reading, speaking, writing? I particularly enjoy speaking the language uh, with native speakers. American native speakers, uh, but all kinds of skills I really like. I like reading literature, so we usually talk about literature and our favorite author, Anthony Durr, <laughs> and um, I particularly like good language, which uses a lot of um, imagery and uh, symbols and those kinds of figures of speech and um, yeah but I also like writing writing reports about um, holidays or whatever <laughs> yes you have good writing skills too 
how long have you been teaching English? I've been teaching English now for 15 years at the secondary school for average students. Okay. Yeah. And what level, um, yeah, what the level do you teach? From year five to year 10. So absolute beginners, kind of absolute beginners. They had some English at primary school, but it's only about singing and dancing. But um, they start uh, learning English in a structured way uh, from year five onwards to year 10. So um, students at year 10 reach a level of B1. Some are quite good at speaking English there, can speak like native speakers. Some, they're, they're very different performances in each class. Right, right. How many students are in a typical class? Usually they're from 25 to 30 students in one class on average. It's quite a lot. And do they meet every week, every day, right? You teach every day. Usually there are four lessons for each class per week. Okay. Which is actually not enough, I think, to uh, really practice the language. Yes, I agree. You have to spend time every day. Yes. Um, so do you have any tips for students to learn English, pronunciation or vocabulary? What would you recommend? I think the most important thing is um, vocabulary. Even though grammar is important to get grammatical correctness, but in my opinion, um, vocabulary is even more important as you can't speak without words. So a wide range of vocabulary is really helpful uh, to communicate and to speak your ideas and uh, to express your ideas. And um, so I would focus on vocabulary once you have reached a certain kind of level. Of course, you need to know about sentence structure, how to build sentences, some basic things. But then I think vocabulary is really crucial. What works pretty good, I think, is uh, to visualize uh, vocabulary, all kinds of methods you can use. You can come up with your own methods like mind mapping or drawing pictures. I found mind mapping very helpful and uh, it was also important is to learn vocabulary in a context so that you find words that are related to each other, that you come up with um, fields of vocabulary and then you get the connection in your brain and those words will stick in your mind and you won't forget them. If you try different approaches to learn the vocabulary and maybe you should listen to, to the words or um, yeah, draw things or uh, write the words, all kinds of things uh, to, yeah, to remember the words. Very good advice. How about a tips or advice for teachers who teach English? So um, what is important is that you as a teacher accept a certain amount of mistakes that the students make. So uh, to, it's important to encourage them to speak freely, no matter how many mistakes they make. 
so for example, if there is a student who is giving a talk in front of the class, um, you shouldn't stop uh, the student and correct every mistake that the student makes. Um, which would lead to greater inhibitions and he would forget what he wanted to say. So it's better just to make him um, do the talk and then maybe to write down some mistakes, some important or um, big mistakes that he made and to talk about the mistakes later after the student had finished his talk. I agree. So the main point is to encourage the student to communicate no matter what level they have. Right. And then later they can work on it. Okay, well, that's excellent. Is there anything else you'd like to say to the listeners? So I would say as far as the teaching profession or as far as teaching English as a second language is concerned, it is important to... Um, use different approaches, different methods, and modern technology which catches the students' interests. For example, using YouTube videos, making YouTube videos, doing, uh, yeah, let's try to make a YouTube video explaining a certain kind of thing, whatever the students are interested in, or watching videos the students are interested in, or watching films in English. So it should be a little bit challenging, but it should still be comprehensible input so that they can improve, but still are able to, to understand the things. I think also you can use the Slow American English podcast. <laughs> sure, this is quite helpful, right. <laughs> Okay, so is there anything else today, Susanna? I don't think so. There is more to say. There's always more to say. Yeah, sure. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you for taking your time to do this. And um, I'm, I know the listeners really appreciate hearing from you. Thank you too, Karen. That's it. Bye. Bye. That's the podcast for this time. I hope you enjoyed this plus episode. Slow American English is written and produced by Karen Tolliver. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. For free transcripts and to subscribe to the podcast, visit www.slowamericanenglish.net. You can also download the podcast with any RSS feed reader such as Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Buy Slow American English workbooks on Amazon.com in print and Kindle formats. To support the podcast and become a patron, visit www.patreon.com slash slowamericanenglish. Contact me directly via email at info at slowamericanenglish.net. Theme music for this podcast is written and performed by S.W. Campbell and used by permission. Find more music by this artist at www.soundclick.com slash S-W-C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L. This has been Slow American English. I'm Karen Tolliver. Thank you for listening. <laughs>